It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Big thanks to Derek, Baker Six Clan, and our featured patrons, Atreides, 78723. I just got to see him yesterday at Geocoin Fest. We'll talk about that in a minute. Logwork, Mika Put, O Zero Ridland Kids Zero O, Thumper G, and Texas Care Bear. Saw them too. Had a good conversation with them in San Antonio. Gas Station Tuna, Runner Casher, De Truck. Little Miss Sunshine, Whiskey, and our new patrons, Eminem from M, Ladybug Karen, which I got to get to get to meet as got to meet as well, and that was really great. Returning patron Nitty Gritsky, Bee Genius, and Belly Dancer Two. And there you go. So bring in Jesse. Hey Jesse, <laughs> you're letting me join. Thank you. Here you are, my friend. Uh. <laughs> uh gonna be fun tonight we're gonna uh in fact let's just go ahead and bring in our guests so tonight show we have on welcome back thank you thank you for having me back absolutely anytime my friend um this will be fun um i am producing and also co-hosting so bear with me yeah (laughs) um derek is on the road he was in San Antonio, but he's driving all the way back to Memphis, but he's doing it via his son's uh, abode in Fort Worth. So he took the long trip uh, to see him. And so um, he is doing that. Got to see Houston, Texas, Dave. He says hello from San Antonio. I was just there and I drove home. So uh, and um, wasn't feeling real hot in the morning. So I, I missed the, the morning events, which I really I really did not want to miss. But. Uh, better to miss than to be sick over everybody. So I didn't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> Have you even but, mentioned where you were? Uh, San Antonio? Yep. I, I mean, San- more specifically, maybe? San Antonio, Texas? Mm, what could you possibly have been down there for? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, yeah, absolutely. It seems appropriate uh, for the show tonight. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing the shirt right now for the GeoCoin Fest 2022. Woo! 
that crazy enough? There you go. There's, yeah, there uh, seems to be a time for the show tonight since we're talking about coins. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess I should have not assumed everybody knew that what we were <laughs> well, doing. Not everybody could go. I didn't get to go. I know it's a bummer. Um, we were yeah, hangover. Uh, yep. Thanks, Darwolf. <laughs> way to pull the curtain back there buddy no uh <laughs> we uh that later. nobody can hear it don't worry it's not we loud. had a really good time and uh so actually yeah let's let's do some news and then we'll talk about coin fest and then we'll get into we gotta get into we gotta get into geocoin talk tonight that's very very critical we got a lot of cool things to talk about and um it's gonna be great so let's start though let's do a little bit of news <laughs> So uh, a couple quick notes we mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, and it's it's out there now. If you want to go to Cash Fest Memphis, as we're now calling it, because it might be Cash Fest your city next time. So uh, GC9ZEFF is the code for that for the uh, for the mega, I'll put it in the chat room for folks. Um, but we're we're um, we'll be gearing up for that um, here shortly. Now that Coinfest is over and part of our team is on Coinfest team, we are going to have time to switch over um, to start talking about and working on Cashfest. As I mentioned before, we are committed to making sure that there are. New caches. Mm -hmm. That's Jesse's project. We're gonna have new new places. We're gonna go. Mm -hmm. We're gonna keep a lot of the things that worked. We're going to redo things that might not have worked perfectly. Uh, and so, if you missed the first one, you're gonna get a taste of Worldwide Cash Fest from last year. But if you went to Worldwide Cash Fest this year. I encourage you to come back because there's going to be a lot of brand new things. So that'll be new. Yeah, it'll be, you know, we're going to do, we'll, we'll do another interactive uh, adventure lab, but it won't be like the one we did at the museum. We're going to do it completely different. So there's a, there's enough differences that I, I think, um, and we're going to work with the cash owners. We're going to redo a lot of the caches in Memphis. So, uh, Trust us, we're committed to making it a great event again, but also um, worth coming back to because there's so much to do in Memphis. I don't think, I oh, think yeah. if you, I think if you quizzed everybody that went, I think every one of them will tell you, well, we did some things we want to do, but we missed other things we didn't get to do because there's so many things to do. So, yeah, there's that's I heard a lot of people say that that they were running all over the place, but they never could get to everything. Yeah. So. so one one more in Memphis, and then we'll see what we do after that. Um, so also, uh, we're in the Cito season two, that goes through November thirtieth. So definitely get out, get you a Cito, um, and um, get you the souvenir. And still have time to host your own if you haven't published it yet. Host your own, please. Yes, I'm going to be hosting my own Cito uh, because I'm trying to get every cash hide that I'm available that's available to me because I don't have any virtuals and I don't have anything like that but I can do I'm 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 
that was the challenge that that Jesse gave us at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, year of the hide. He wanted us to go try to to hide one of everything, and I'm doing pretty good. I told I, I mentioned to you before. I'm I'm missing an yeah. event. I'm missing Cito and Letterbox Hybrid, which I can you know they're all they're all doable. But I was able to put out a lot of other cash types already. So excited yeah. about that. Um, next item I want to mention. Um, I, I have a partial update. We'll get you more information about this soon, but for podcast to hope, which again, mark it on your calendars, December of December. Yeah. December 3rd, which is a Saturday. Saturday. We're not doing, we're not doing Sunday night. Uh, we're going to, we switch it to Saturday night, which we should have done six years ago, (laughs) but we didn't, we were trying to be consistent with the show. But it's Saturday, December 3rd. Mark your calendars. Join us 4 p.m. to midnight, Central Daylight Time. Adjust your adjust 4 p.m. to your location in the world. Please join us for that, even if you're not in the United States. I know we're, we talk about St. Jude, and we know St. Jude's in Memphis. Um, but it's a fun night. Uh, if you can give, please give to help raise money for uh, fighting childhood cancer and other dis- other diseases too we don't really talk about but uh, St. Jude's doing a lot um, they are um, really doing a tremendous work in many areas but obviously childhood cancer is their biggest one yeah and we, we play all year long this is really everything we do all year long is playing this is the most important thing we do all year yeah. this is where we actually get to give back to something that's totally not related to us. It's, you know, it's, uh, this is our good thing we get to do. So. Yep. And Bella move your, you asked a you perfect question. Perfect time. How did geocoin sales go for coins for kids? It went really well. We sold a bunch. So I'm going to show you the coins. I do have a, uh, I do have the coins and I'll talk more about how you can get a set, uh, yourself, but they are really cool. Uh, so I'm talking about coins tonight. I think we show some more coins. There's Bob Billy's coin. So it's pretty good size too. I think that the the pictures don't do it justice. Um, if you have one of the pink Cadillacs, I mean it's it's you know look how big of the size. These are yeah, big coins. Pink Cadillac's not, huge. Yeah. So these are these are really big and they're really good. There's Hailmeisters, and then see my shells. Really cool. I like to see my shells a little. Show the back of it if you can. Yeah, the back is the is the coins for kids. Uh, Without the code. <laughs> block the code because I haven't logged them yet. <laughs> Don't steal it yeah, from it's me. Spring time. There's the coins for kids. Uh, it's a great logo. I love their little the little and of course the coins for kids uh, uh, tagline is it just makes sense. I get it. it just makes <laughs> sense. But what's also cool about them is they got the. Did I get this right, Chris? This is called reading. The I think the it's called reading. The reads. The edge tracking, or what do yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The edge. I can't really show it very well. Yeah, they're they're got they're the edge of it is like a like a quarter. Oh oh oh. Yeah, re- reading. I think that is. Yeah, I think it's reading. Yeah, like the the ridges. Yeah. Very cool. So they um they all have I love that. to so see it because like, so few people ever do that. Yeah. 
And it's, it's such not, a base thing. It's so cool. It feels better in hand. It does. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's like you have a giant quarter, a silver dollar in your hand. Um, but um, yeah, we sold a bunch. We hit. We still have a bunch. We are going to be putting. They're going to be twenty dollars each, um, and three for fifty. Um, and the proceeds go to St. Jude. So. We are going to provide the link on the Geocache Talk website. We'll get you more information when that's created. It hasn't been created yet, but it will be created. You can get your hands on these. And again, the proceeds are going to go to St. Jude. They're not going to go into our pocket. Um, We're going to cover. We have to pay for the shipping or I guess I guess you're going to pay for shipping. Whoever buys them. Um, And then. you know the the proceeds will be going to to St. Jude, so that's that's exciting. And um, we did we were able to sell a bunch of sets of those this past weekend. So anyway, that's good a great stuff way there to, get to St. Jude, but also get a little souvenir. You know, yeah, some, some shiny absolutely. In so it's never bad to get a little shiny. Absolutely, and they're they're fun. They're they're nice. They're a nice mm-hmm. simple coin. Um, and these are the things, Chris, we can talk about tonight, which is really. For them, this is like their their personal coin now. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's really and they're very simple design, but yet a nice, cool. You know, they're all and it's a great way to do it too because you're you're getting something that's personal, but you're also sharing some of the development and the cost of producing it. You're mm-hmm. and you're doing something. The more people that are involved in any you know uh, project, the more sort of uh, attention it'll gather and there are people who want you know who want series pieces or collection pieces they're going to want all of them and so it's great to be a part of that yep and they absolutely just for a purpose as well which is another aspect yeah absolutely so um all right well there's that we're going to talk about several other other aspects of coins because We've fortunately had been able to have Chris on a couple times. We had you on actually one time for um, for um, CashCon. Remember good old yeah. We did right. CashCon, and we had you on uh, for an actual show one time. So um, I've got some some questions, but you you've noticed some things as we've had some shows, and I think you've got some great things also that we're going to talk about tonight. So. Um, uh let's start um with some of the items that you wanted to talk about um so i think jesse you had a yours is the first one i think on the list right the purpose of the coin you want to talk about that yeah and kind of it's kind of the lead into that is these coins tonight you know we we got to touch on it before but we never really got to get deep into it because we were covering kind of high level last time but i think one of the things that's really important and, and chris will have a some good advice on this obviously is, you know, we talked about it before, why are you making this coin? Well, like these coins for kids, y- yes, it is their personal coin, but they made them for a reason, right? It's a, it's a fundraiser. Like you see uh, a lot of state groups will, will do coins each year and that's how they fund the group to help other things happen. Um, and there's a big difference if you're making like a fundraiser coin or a personal coin to hand out or, you know, a goal, it's a goal or whatever. And we talked about like, you know, doing goals or whatever, but I think that really, that's where you probably besides your budget, that's where you should probably start is really decide why you're doing it. And there's so many different functions of coins or 
if the coin does something like you'll make coins that they do something else with them later on. Um, and I think that really, before you go anywhere further, you have to decide why you're making the coin and really dig into that first and then see where you go from there. And there's so many purposes. I mean, I couldn't even off the top of my head, we just named four, but there's probably <laughs> hundreds of purposes, right. That, you know, the why you're making the coin, I think is probably one of the most important aspects that, Sometimes people forget they just want something cool and shiny and they don't really think about what they're going to do with it. Right. Yeah, that's um, a lot of times when I'm approached by someone who's just building their coin for the first time. Uh, one of the first things they'll ask me is, you know, they're like, well, I, I really want to do this coin and, you know, I'm excited, but I don't really know what I want to do or how to go about it. And so my first coin is, you know, my first question is almost like, well, why? What's the point of your coin? What's the purpose mm -hmm. of your coin? Why do you want to make coin? Is right. In community is do you want to uh, use it as gifts? Do you want to use it as a marker to leave in a cash? Um, right. What's and and like what are the the most important things to you with a coin? Like when you see a coin that really speaks to you, and like and it's 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 so wild because we all see different coins, and that we see something like you know maybe nobody else likes it. You see that and you're like, Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. That's the best thing I've seen in a long time. Right. And cause that speaks to you. There's something about that connection between you and the coin. Um, mm -hmm. It's like the, like you were talking about the reading on the edge, that feel when you're holding that coin in the hand, it, it's an entirely different experience from when you just get to see it in a picture. Right. And it's one of those things that, you know, we sometimes we overlook, but there's a feel to the weight of the coin. You know, if you make it from copper versus zinc versus brass, it weighs a little different amount. It, it feels right. different when you're holding it. it. The thickness is different or the, the enamel coating, you know, whether it's smooth or whether you feel the depth in it, all those things matter. And so when you're thinking about the purpose, that's one of the things I'm always going like, where are you going with this? What do you want to do this? And you don't have to just paint yourself into corners and say, I'm only doing one thing with it. You can make a coin that has multiple aspects. You can make a coin that can be done in different finishes and enamel styles. And, and the one version of this coin is specifically for this purpose, but I'm also going to make an, you know, another version of this coin that's specifically for that purpose. And if you know that in advance, just having that sort of battle plan when you go into making it, it completely changes how we design it together because now we have a purpose that we're filling. And so that affects your budget. And in some ways it actually makes it less expensive to produce your coin because we know where we're going before we get started. And yeah. so that's a huge deal. Um, you want quality one of versus categories quantity. of coins. I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, I would say the other thing is quality versus quantity. Do you make, do you want to make a ton of coins and get them out there? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to make a smaller number of coins, but have them be the absolutely like highest mark of artistry. Right. And and I, I, I don't think that needs to be both. You can have do one thing or the other. I'm specifically working on a design that I've been at it for about 15 years. I haven't quite figured out exactly what I want to do with it, but I do know that it's going wow. to be near destroyed before it's released. And wow. I want something that's weathered in a natural random way wow. that, you know, cool. I haven't figured out how to do it, but the latest, you know, the latest test is going to, you know, involve, you know, chunks of granite and a cement mixer because I wow. want to see how it works. 
So I'm the, I'm that guy that sawed coins in half to see how to put right. together to see what we could do. How much damage <laughs> can we do? Right. But, I'm sorry, Jesse. I interrupted you. What was your? That's awesome. No, you you made me think of uh, so. I know years ago when when I got into geocaching several years ago, but um, I saw a lot more people producing these. Now HQ produces some too, but um, like milestone type coins, like achievement type coins. I don't mm -hmm. see as many of those anymore. I don't know if that's just I haven't run across them or whatever. But and like you said, that do a couple of things. Like you know, obviously, there's the ones that HQ puts out, like you know, a thousand finds or whatever. Right. Um, but I've seen other people put out ones too that are like amazing adventures, like the, you know they've they've hiked Everest or whatever, and they and they they're bragging about they're kind of, it's kind of a brag coin, but it's also like other people have done that too. Yeah. Um, now that's kind of a crazy commemoration one, but, of some kind. Yeah. yeah, commemoration coin or just like I like those. Yeah, I don't want to say bragging, but it's bragging, right? You're you oh, yeah, something absolutely. Cool and awesome, and you want to tell people about it, so maybe they go experience it too. Do you see people? Do people come to you to do many of those anymore, or is that kind of a trend that's kind of gone down some? Um, yes and no. Uh, there are still people that still do it. You don't see it as much because there aren't quite as many being made. But right. what I see, I see happening more now is there are more personals being made and we're hearing less about it, which I find fascinating. There are people saying, Hey, I want to make a personal, but I've met so many people in this community and I don't, you know, I want it to be for a very specific purpose. I don't want to have to say no to people if they ask to make yeah. a trade or something. So, and you know, it depends on, you know, again, it falls, falls in that purpose. If it's just for one of those things, um, mm -hmm. a perfect example is I made a coin years ago that was going to be specifically for people who's finished a series of coin of caches. Right. Um, this, it, the project ended early um, just because of the, we ran into problems with, weather and animals and this and the and the multiple stages of the caches and stuff and then it sort of changed my purpose the idea that i had kind of changed i'm like all right instead of just giving these out to people who come you know finish these caches these coins are really about people who had above the got skills coin right and over the last you know 10 years or so we've you know taken a couple coins a year and we've sent them or gift them to people that just have done something exceptional for the community. And mm -hmm. they're not a trackable. So there, there's no sort of collectability based on tracking or anything. It was just a personal coin. And it was a way to say, you've done something that was far and above the mark. You, you've changed something or you've put out a huge amount of effort that was a selfless act that benefited the community. And you deserved a piece of recognition, even if it's just from us to you, you deserve that. And so for us, it was like, you know, we don't just hand those out. You're not just leaving them in caches. That's something that has a very specific, you know, purpose. And so that'll only go out a couple of years. So, right. you know, in the last 10 years or so, there's probably 20 coins that have gone out, but it should mean that much more that you got one of those, you know, maybe hundred coins that we made. And so, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so that is the hard thing too. And I'm glad you brought that up, but uh, mm -hmm. like I've been wanting to do mine for a long time. I have an idea for a coin, but I know so many people I'd have to do a couple batches just to start. So, right. Just, yeah. I've met so many people and I've got so many coins and I want to hand them to so many people that I've met. And like every, most everybody I know is through geocaching. Right. So sure. But I can't print 500 to start and then hand them all out and be gone the first day. So you, exactly. you, know, you, you have to decide exactly what you're going to do with it. And that's, and that's one of those things. Um, 
I remember when I started out, when I made my first coin, they were, you know, they were gone quite quickly. And that was, it was a kind of the height of the bubble of everybody wanted everybody's coin. And right. so it just disappeared quickly. And so I was very careful to sort of hoard a small number of them back and that I slowly dispersed over the years after. Um, and so I kind of went backwards uh, where people were doing path tags initially. And they were like, those are the ones they would trade with everyone. But if right. you did something exceptional or it had some like a personal for personal coin, then that's where the people would trade coins. I went the other way. I went the only way to get a path tag, you know, of these particular path tags was to meet me in person and I'd hand it to you. But yeah. you had to meet me in person. So some, I mean, there would be people that would go out of their way to really make an effort to try to arrange a trade. I'll <laughs> find a coin for you. I'll find this for you. I'm like, nope, it has to be in person. Yeah, but that's awesome. at the same time, because we had a preset purpose, the only way to get it was to fulfill that one element. Sometimes you would meet that person maybe six years later. They're like, I finally met you in person. I'm like, that's okay. Cause I held on to that one particular path tag for you. Cause I knew eventually we'd meet. And so when you <laughs> hand it over, it's, that's what I think the greatest part of the coin community or tag community. I mean, it's all kind of one of the same is you're on a different sort of level um, right. as far as, the the meaning behind these gifts it's not something that's just fleeting there's there's a reason we're going through this you go you invest time and energy and thought you make something that's really important to you and then you're sharing a little piece of yourself with someone else yeah i think that's i think that's a super hard thing to measure yeah i think i think that's why i'm always so impressed by people who make their personals by hand whether it's whether it's coin or someone's doing femo clay or mm -hmm. you know I mean, it's the amount of effort that went into it that means sure. more to me than, you know, the per, you know, the perceived value of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, a big deal. Yep. Stacy in the chat room mentioned, she says, got to admit <laughs> that personal coin you designed for me is stunning. Everyone loves it. That has it. It ties my family together and acknowledges, acknowledge my two caching favorites best. Yeah, that was a great project to work on. Stacy yeah. gave me sort of a priority list of these are the things that are important in my life. Mm -hmm. And I want to share these things that are important with me to other people that are important to me. So, yeah. and it was great. It was, you know, we didn't have a, a super strong idea of what we wanted for both sides. She had a pretty clear idea of what she wanted for the front. And in the back, it was kind of like, how do we pull all these separate things together into one right. side? <laughs> I said, well, that's, you know, that's my job. I'm going to, I'm going to help you do that. And we, and she was really good. Communication is key to doing that. But we were able to sort of put all those things together in a way that made sense. And that's that's you know that's the hard part for the designer. But if you know if you have someone who you know sort of listens to your story and understands what's important to you, that's that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Um, somebody met, somebody mentioned here too, Chris. They said that they they ran across two of your original coins. Ran across them today. Uh, well, you have one more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. crazy yeah um, they're long gone now and chris i found this page i don't know how accurate this page is but mm -hmm. it's i think it's a german website uh, it's the society the secret society of coin addicts have you do you remember that <laughs> i do oh, or i i've seen it once in a while i have to turn on my translator to to read some yes but, but they're they have some fascinating stats on coins out there they do well there's some fascinating stats on you my friend <laughs> i didn't you've gotten 
there are a you have done i mean you probably i mean do you even do you know what your count is do you know how many how many coins you've designed no not at all i mean they they list 100 here well they list 112 113 so you got to be what 200 now probably between coins and tags over 2000 well 2000 okay wow close when i first started doing tags when i became like an official path tags partner initially like way back in the day um, they said, just go through and write down all the numbers of the tags that you had designed, you know, or help people with. And so I just write down the code numbers and then we put all the code numbers in. We made a long sort of list of all the code numbers. And they said, and then that way people could go and see your work. And so the first time we tried to put it in, it kicked it back and it was like an invalid okay. entry. And so we tried it again. It was an invalid entry. So I got a hold of the folks at PathTech said, what am I doing wrong? They said, well, you know, try it. And I was like, put it in. They said, well, it's, it's kicking back. They said, well, try it. Like, just do half, half of it and see if it goes <laughs> kick back again, you know? And we're like, they were trying to figure out what I'm like, well, just do a small piece of it. So when we tried a small piece of it and it went through and it turned out the problem was at that point, it was like 860 tags or something. And I hadn't really oh been doing gosh. it professionally yet. And so yeah. it was just, it was too much for a single message and I popped wow. through. And I want to say that was, um, Ooh, that was probably 12, 13 years ago. Wow. So really? however many have been done since then. <laughs> yeah. How so, many coins per year do you think in uh, uh, in a general sense? How many do you think? Um, at least minimum one a week. Okay. So, All yeah, right. I mean, because a lot of times I'm like, like I might be working on an event. Like, so right now, because we're working six, eight, 10 months ahead of a lot of events. Like we'll be working on things like Midwest geo bash or, yeah. um, you know, geo clash and festival. Like we'll do these coins. Like, so you might have one design, but you have to have five versions or six versions of it. And so each one of those takes hours of time to like sort of set up differently. Cause when you're right. using a limited number of colors and you have to make each one significantly different, you have to attack the problem, you know, all over again, numbers times. But, um, but then some of these events where you might like Midwest Geobash is fantastic about the number of different uh, mm-hmm. characters that they have with their themes each year. So yeah. you have a single character, you might you might have a shape tag and a regular tag for each character. And if you've got six, eight, 10 characters, you know, you're doing everything, you know, two and three times. And, you know, there's that one project, you might have 30 tags, Yeah, you know, exactly. And so for people going to a mega event for the first time, and if it's, you know, that's like Geobash, they want to have that whole sort of collection of tags and coins that are available and you have to make it worthy of people mm-hmm. investing their time and money and energy, you know, to yeah. go after that. So, yeah. yeah, I know that we're, we're like you said, we're, you know, just for an example, I mean, cash fest will be in July. We'll probably get with you, you know, fairly soon. Cause we gotta get, a, we, we gotta get the designs, you know, started, but, um, you know, that's kind of, it gives, it gives people an idea that's from the, I wouldn't say the corporate level. That's the, the event level for people that want to do a coin. Hey, uh, you want, you'll, you can work with them at, and you want them to contact you. Is it the, or, or design group? Yeah, they can reach out to me either, um, Oh, that's actually, I'm, I'm finding it all three ways now. Like people will reach out to me from Facebook because they've they've met me through caching or, or not. Right. Um, um, or designgroup.com. 
is or or is uh you know the web page for yeah you know of course i'm i'm designing coins but i'm also a regular full-time advertising graphic designer so i'm i'm right you know i spent last week working on beer labels for right. a microbrewery so <laughs> you, you know next week it'll i'm you know be working on you know something for the seminary you know that's down the road for a russian orthodox um seminary so right every week is a different practice but for coins cool. and stuff that's that's an easy, quick way. Reach out on mm -hmm. Instagram at Geo Fox and the Hound. Yeah, you know, and uh, put that in the banner too. Um, yeah, Can somebody asked about your path tag name as well. Uh, I don't actually do the problem. I actually is take it, more time to design sorry. than than you can actually do as for a paid job. You know, I mean, the uh, I do them mostly as as a way to keep in contact with the community and as you know, favors for people that I've done them for in the past and I still do them, but I don't do as many of them just because they're fun to sort of throw in there and keep, keep sharp with that skill. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't do as many of them anymore mm -hmm. just because they, they take up more time than they actually, you can afford to put into that. Right. Um, it, basically just, I, 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 right. you know, I have a standard studio rate that I have to, you know, to keep the studio in business, you know, yeah. you have to put in so many hours a day and get to work and tags, you know, it's too much to ask people to invest as much as the tag costs to produce to do the yeah. design too. So sure. I have to be selective about the, the, you know, the number that I do. Right. Is, is that correct? Chris, I'm sorry. Is, is it geo Fox and the hound like that? Yeah. Geo Fox and the hound on Instagram. Is that okay. Just want to make sure yeah. I get that right. Okay. No, we normally don't talk stats when we talk about geocoins, but I'm glad it was brought up tonight because like some people still aren't going to megas that much. And we've had several people that have joined the game in the last few years. You know, if you don't go to megas and all you're doing is caching, you're probably not going to come across these coins that we're talking about very often because in, in caches, it's going to be yeah. trackables and tags and stuff like that. But you don't see these very often. And so I think it's, encouraging that there's that many being made and those are being handed off usually yeah. person to person or whatever or if you don't go to megas though you're not going to see coins as much as you would used to because nobody hardly anybody puts a coin in a cache anymore you see them every once in a while right but you do i you do i i don't find them that often in a cache and mm -hmm. um it's oddly enough like i'm i've been at this now what it's uh, i started in 2005 and I'm still hoping to someday I'm going to be out there. I'm going to find like an untrackable or or a trackable <laughs> coin in a cache. Like that's the that's the grail, right? To find yes. It. And um, that's one of those things where sooner or later that's going to happen. And but and we have to have kind of those goals, like you hope for, but you never expect it. But right. at the same time, there are people that are out there just dropping these things, you know, in caches every once in a while. And that's mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that. I've been in, in, incredibly, incredibly fortunate that I'm in like in a position where I get a number of coins, um, you know, some I've done in a trade or I've just collected them over the years, or I get, you know, if I design a coin and, and like for one of the clubs or something, I might get five or 10 of them. Mm -hmm. And so I have a chance to like change that, to put them out there. And so when I'm out there randomly traveling, sometimes, you know, you just have that moment. And you're like, yeah, this was a great cash. And sometimes you just throw one in. Sometimes you leave one next to a micro. And you're like, the next person who finds this is just going to be surprised as all get out. <laughs> right. And I got this, I got this fantastic message from someone um, a couple months ago. 
And I said, hey, I don't know if this is the guy I'm looking for, but I found a coin of yours and it had a little note that said, uh, it said, uh, cashing is awesome and so are you. And this coin is for you, you know, for you to keep. And they're like, right. and they're like, if you're that guy, I just wanted to say thanks. And I'm like, hey, that's great. I just wanted someone to experience what that goal for me is. I like, I want to have that experience and like, but I can't expect to have that if I'm not also doing it. So sure. right. yeah, right. so that's, you know, I try to, you know, take some time and, and throw a few out there. And the downside That's is cool. like I can't log those caches because then people know where I've been. Know where, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm really, really bad about logging where I'm at at any given time. Sometimes I'll remember like a year later, I'm like, oh, I remember I went there. Why did I, I go back and log that? Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I remember now. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, you want to make someone's day. But I think, and I think that's tags are like that too. And I think I mentioned it before, like, you're like the purpose of sometimes it's just that, that bragging right thing that I mm-hmm. found this cash first, you know? Right. And I still say like one of the greatest things that like turned me on to personal signatures is we were on top of a mountain and found a cash in the middle of a snowstorm. And there was a little button that said, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. I was here first. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing. It's still <laughs> in my little display. It's still, case. The, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's still, still the coolest thing. I love that. It's still so, a great story. Yeah. And I, and I love, and I think that can be the purpose. That can be the purpose of your thing. You know, that, you know, if you do a path tag, say, ha ha, I was here first, you know, the whole, what was the little character people used to drew the, the Kilroy or whatever. Oh, Kilroy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the I'm like, yeah. I love that, that idea. Yeah. And so I think, uh, I think path tags are a great way to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like when path tags came out and there was a lot of argument are over, are they geopoints? And right. I, there were people sort of, very strongly about how they felt. I said, and I said, I think a path tag is a geocoin in the truest sense. It -hmm. was a coin made specifically cash for caching to give to other cashers in the act of caching or in meeting someone on the trail. And it was just you. It was a personal signature from you. And I'm like, I think that's, that's everything. I'm like, and they said, well, they're not trackable. And I said, well, they can be trackable. Yeah. And so then their question was like, how do they become trackable? And so we went through the effort of creating, um, you know, what is now kind of commonly referred to as a a Sherpa path tag or a Sherpa coin where you could Mm -hmm. put a tag into a coin. Mm -hmm. And then someone said, you know, well, I didn't like that particular style of design of that, you know, that first one that came out, you know. Right. And and I said, well, you know, if you haven't looked, if you haven't looked, there have been dozens and dozens that have come out since then right and so if you're into you know if you're into motorcycles and stuff i've had people come back and say hey where can i get that because i'm making a new tag and i want to put it in there right i'm like make your make your motorcycle tag that's you know that's got a picture of your bike on it super glue it in there and now you've got a personal coin that is completely unique that is on target (laughs) and there's there are dozens and dozens of these designs that hold that's really cool Find one that matches the style of what you want to do and just start making that your hunt. Like find those, hunt them down, make a few of your personal coins. Make that, yeah. if that, if trackability is a, ma- a thing that matters to you, but you want to keep it on a budget, make your path tag and put it in that trackable and make it happen. You know? Yeah. So. Something that doesn't get talked about much. And I know it's, it's, it's in the notes. Actually, it's kind of the next item on the list. But um, years ago, when you purchased a coin, not all the time, but some coins, and this was uh, maybe 
Well, this one was for a um, was for a coin that I got when Susan and I did a um, a, a geo uh, tour, and it's a proxy. So right. I want to show you the proxy that I got, and I want you to kind of tell people or talk to people right now. Um, oh, I did that people... one. Did you do that <laughs> one? Cool. Yeah, I designed that coin. That was great. That's a great. I love that. There's a lot. There's some great history in on the uh, oh, absolutely on that coin. So this is my proxy. I never put it out, which I should have, because mm -hmm. I because I can keep the coin, and yeah. I put out the proxy. Now, those are amazingly tough, by the way. Okay, I they're ask, hard. To, they're hard to damage. We tried on purpose. Yeah, these things are these things are solid, but they're these hard really, to even scratch or damage. Like yeah, yeah. Um, what's the current? story about proxies and or right. as far as like can you get proxies made because i know yeah. this came up in in one of our talks with with the uh, simul and yeah. um i when i heard ryan's response i was like oh my goodness because i mean because you guys are on sunday night i usually don't catch it until monday morning when yeah. i'm back here in the office and i'm listening oh, while, okay. I, while i'm working sure and i you know and i about dropped the phone when i heard him say that that's not allowed anymore i'm like oh my goodness that can't be right so i called him <laughs> and he's driving down the road and we're having this talk about coins and i said i i said i don't i don't know i said if that's true i gotta i gotta find out because this is something that was news to me so I got a hold of HQ to confirm with them what's the deal. Are can we still make a proxy with the coin? Yeah. And so I got the uh, Geo Bash. One. Yeah, that's another one I designed. That oh was yeah, ASP. The proxy's um, cool looking. Just the proxy alone. Yeah, it was fun. Is cool. But anyway, go ahead, keep going. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. So I got a hold of HQ. I talked to Annie a little bit, and so kind of got the got the word on how that works. <laughs> and they were, and I understood what Ryan was saying. So. He was right in a sense, but it, it, in a in a in a single direction. We can have one trackable or one proxy per trackable and code. And the idea is, if you put a proxy out there and it's bouncing around, you don't want to have multiple proxies bouncing around, screwing up the tracking of mileage and sort of jumping all over the place. And then you have different people claiming to actually be holding it at the same time, and you're bogging down the you know, HQ system that tracks the mileage of all this stuff. Okay. And you basically, you ruin what is the essential point of tracking to begin with because it's not working correctly. So if you have one, you know, if you had one trackable and a whole bunch of, or one trackable code and a whole bunch of items with the same code on it, you're bogging down that system, you're messing up the tracking and you're mm -hmm. devaluing the coins that are actually traveling and making the, um, making that travel and recording correctly. Okay. And so that's what we don't want to And so it's one, you know, one per one. So if you're going to hold that one in your collection, go ahead and send that proxy out. If it if it gets lost and you replace it with another proxy, keep a close eye on it because of set right. if that lost proxy suddenly reappears, you need to decide to either have someone mail that back to you or destroy it or whatever, but try to keep that one piece traveling that has that right. code. You know, you know, geocoin or geocaching.com is providing us a service with that tracking. It's our responsibility to make sure that we're not messing it up, you know, right. that we're using the way it's intended. And it's it's better for you, it's for better for the people who are discovering it. It's just, you know, yeah, better for the you know, community. Stay on stay Overall. on course, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um so Fa yeah, that's fascinating. 
yeah, I was, and so, and it was kind of great because then I got to talk to Ryan after that. And then you kind of like, we kind of worked it out. Okay. Now we both kind of were like, we're all on track and it's important that we all kind of understand why it's mm, not just right. an arbitrary decision by HQ. Right. So yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. So, uh, and, um, sorry, did, I, and a couple more questions. Do you have, yeah, Jesse, yeah. do you have something you want to to follow no, up on that we went totally off script but i think that's what happens when we get to talking about coins absolutely there's so much to talk about it's hard you know each one little aspect you can talk about forever and you know yeah. we started off talking about the function of it we talked about maybe a quarter of that information and we've gone <laughs> sideways but that's but that's okay right we couldn't there's no way to cover everything no uh, right in in one of these shows i mean that's why they have megas for people just to sit around and talk about like you know joe Coinvest. There's so many right. coins to sit around and talk about them all the time and they show each other's collection. And I wish there was a stat of like how many total different coins there are out there. Oh god, my goodness. I can't even imagine. I can't I mean, imagine maybe this. HQ probably knows because each one of them has a description. That's but true. I think it would just we I don't know how we track that down, but maybe that's something we can ask. Right. That'd be um, I, mean, Jeff, I think it would be interesting because again, like we talk about, in, unless you're in the right circumstances, you're not going to see these these beautiful coins all the time. And, you know, right. if you go to an event, you'll probably see somebody's coins, but if right. you're just one of those, like many people are just solo cashers and it, it's weird because they've probably never even, they probably only heard about geo coins. Right. You know, they probably haven't seen that many and, and maybe on HQ's website or some of these other websites or whatever, but um, it, it would be interesting to have that stat of just how many right. coins have been produced ever. You know, that yeah. question though is, was a major sort of, determining factor in some of the coins that I'm doing now is that we're trying to make coins that have some functions. So they're not just showing it like it's laying in a box, but they're actually being used on a daily basis. And so the um, Geocoin Club started something um, quite a while back. We started doing every January, let's make a coin that has a function. And mm -hmm. so we try to do something different each time. And one of my, one of my favorites was something that's so simple. It's, it's a little, oh, I, I got the code on the wrong side there. But the top actually has a small pull, like a, like a little clip on Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is actually, um, remember, I don't know, if, like for anybody who's ever been skiing, you know, you, you, know, you snapped yep. your, your ski pass on there and then you left it on all year long because when it was cold out, it was easy to grab that pass and pull your zipper up and down on your coat yep. to adjust. Mm -hmm. And when you're out there hiking in the snow and stuff, you're hot and then you're cold and you're hot and you're cold. So having this as a zipper pull that snaps yep. on and it's also trackable, it's a way to yep. share your trackable with other people, but you're taking it with you on all the time. Um, another one was just to this side. <laughs> there, there you go. The wrong arm. But to put one that you wear every single day and to remember. That's cool. It's just a daily reminder. Don't forget to take some time to go cashing. Oh, like, nice. Having like that, that constant reminder to go do that, you know. I love that. And so this last one that we just did, I don't know if I have it here with me. Um, the one... There's the um, the it's that sort of that uh, bronze bite. It looks like the little biting skull. It's called the skull mm -hmm. bit. And yeah, yeah. You hook it on your bag, and you can put your you know a piece of paracord around and snag it back in. So now it's oh, you know, cool. and it actually keeps your bag up off the ground. Right. And you can hang it on a tree or something, so it's not down getting ticks on it and water and mud and leaves and debris. nice. And I'm like, because this is the kind of stuff that you could have with you all the time, and you meet yeah, other cashers. Fun. 
you share that discovery and now you're building that digital logbook of all the cool people you've met out on the trail yeah actually caching not just at events but actually caching and so i loved the idea of kind of like pulling those together we have and we're working on right one right now for this coming january for the club it's pretty cool we just i just gave the okay on the blueprints that came back in this week and we're pretty excited to see people using this you know sending in some pictures of it being using my yeah, it's a one to use in the field and and hopefully nice. with other cashers. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, we did the because everything cashers have is trackable. So you might as well have it functional, <laughs> right? Right. right. And, and and be noteworthy. You know, have a purpose, but that's also noteworthy. You know, there's yeah. you know because, like you said, everything you know that has a potential to be trackable. But why is this so cool that you decided you know you're going to take a moment and put that on your discovery? You know, right. right. Which is a good segue into Geocache Talk Network's coin, which Chris ah. has the, uh, and this is a good also segue into um, the things you need to do um, because we'll, uh, Chris will tell wow. you the story of what, this is our second proof of it. And it was very smart of the, the, the team, Chris being on that part of the team, saying, mm -hmm. no, no, we need a second version. We need a second <laughs> proof of the coin because we're not happy with the, because you want to make sure and get it right. And it's worth spending a few bucks to make sure that you get it right. So um, now so, do I have yours? You have Is the only, it, I have the have only it. one. Oh, I didn't you realize. So one. I thought I had a copy of yours. I didn't even realize. No. So you're, you're okay with showing it? Yeah. Yeah. Go All ahead right. and, and, and show the, show the coin. There's the coin. Um, the this that's is going the to be actual, yeah. This is the proof from it's the huge. mint. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. I've got the small. I've got the original. <laughs> it's, it's really big. It, it's hard. It's hard to describe because uh, uh, I've got uh, I've got the original here, but you you're not going to be able to tell the difference between the two. I've got a picture of the two, but um, between between me and Chris has got uh. The, much the, larger version it's of yours. Much larger, but it, it was really, um, yeah. So tell people a little bit about what this coin does, function wise. So we built. I built a few functional coins before, and yeah. one of the first ones that I built that really kind of changed the way I thought about what a coin could do was for um, Moga. I want. I want to say it was mm -hmm. 2013 or 2014 when they did the Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, the idea with the Mission Impossible coin was that um, you know Ethan Hunt always every time he he gets um, in a you know uh, a scenario where he has to overcome a task, it's either brains or brawn, like it's physical skill or mental skill. And we had people right. that were competing in MOGA, where you kind of had kind of this you know you had an idea of who by who showed up, how some of the placement was going to go because you had people that were great athletes and you knew they were just going to place really high in whatever their category was. Right. And we said, well, what if we make it so that someone who couldn't go in the field at all, someone who was wheelchair browned or had, a, you know, uh, yeah. anything that any deterrent from keeping them going out on that race, that foot race, how do we allow them to compete at the same level as the person who's a marathon runner? Mm -hmm. And so this this theme was perfect for us. We had the ability for someone to do choose either the puzzle or physical, you know, um, a task. 
And so puzzle or, tasks yeah. are physical tasks. So if you could yeah. complete that challenge faster by doing the mental acuity versus the physical acuity, you had a chance to like, you know, to, you know, place in your own category of skill. And that was, I love that idea. And so we came up with, you know, this sort of decoding coin that was, you know, really complex. Years later, we do the, um, working on the project for the, uh, the Tri-Cities Washington yep. um, coin challenge. Right. They came up with this, you know, we came up with an idea that was kind of a regurgitated idea from 05 that everybody kind of scoffed at when we mentioned doing it um, because it was too complex. Um, we had the idea to make an, 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 an sort of an Oculus or an optical yeah. tool where you would that. look through a series of coins. Yep. And depending on what you saw here on the interior, it would change where, you know, when you looked through it, when you stood at the final stage and looked in the correct direction and looked through these, this optical, yeah. you know, key, you would the find the location there. of the final stage. Yeah. And the staff, the staff at, at uh, Tri-Cities, when they do this coin challenge, they were so willing, they were so great to work with and so willing to take a big chance on making this happen. And it was the greatest payoff was, you know, getting an email later from them saying, I've never seen so many like, you know, middle-aged men <laughs> looking like six-year-old boys looking through these, you know, these, you know, these, <laughs> these keys right. and getting so excited. And they called it the Goonies coin, you know, yeah. that nicknamed the Goonies coin because of that, you know, that sort of the key that the kids holding yeah. up there in the movie. That's fun. so cool. Yeah. Wonderful you look sort through of parallel. It, if you get them, if you get it lined up just right, right. kind of like the, the Indiana fact that Jones. Every time you rotate it, the key changes. Yeah. So those optical placements change. So we have each one of these discs has 13 possible positions and yep. we have four of them. So you kind of have like 13 to the fourth power number of possible, you know, uh, you know, solutions that could be had with this. Yeah. And so, That's... and then of course, you know, being able to turn it, we've got 13 different markers on each side so that you have a number of codes that'll, you know, that'll go with that as well. Yep. And so we've got all kinds of fun puzzles, you know, yeah. in the back. Yep. And each of those Very rings fits into that uh, functional category. Exactly. And that's, and that's, yeah. So you have, it's not just a coin, but it's a part of the game and it's a necessary part of the game that to play, you know, and so it's not just sitting on the sidelines in a shell on a shelf looking pretty but it has a reason to be right in the trenches with you while you're, you know, while you're trying to figure out that yeah. next, that next part of the cash. Um, I think that almost kind of borders onto the sort of where I goes that you guys did a while back. Um, I think one of the first things I ever saw on your show and I was completely mm -hmm. fascinated. You had a gentleman that was showing you how to build a where I go and he was out in a parking lot trying to find his way through a digital maze Right with it, and I was like, I was so fascinated. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like the Indi the the digital Indiana Jones of mm -hmm. caching. And I'm like, this is a way where we can sort of bridge coins as a tool, and that mm -hmm. sort of Indiana Jones mentality. I'm like, there's so there's so much stuff we can go to from here. We just have to build it, and who's right. going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> who's crazy enough to build it? So that's I right, know a guy or two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so just a quick update on the the um, about that coin is if you're a uh, a ten dollar patron or an eight dollar patron, we don't 
do an eight dollar level anymore but we still have people that are on the eight level because they just they they've been on the eight level since we started and uh, which is great we don't they don't need to move um we just we provide three five and three five and ten now if you're at the ten or the eight um we're going to ship you the coin if you're at the five or three um we're going to um give you ten dollars off the coin um and so the coin will be twenty dollars for those patrons and then if there's any left uh we're going to sell them um for 30 is that right did i get that right jesse i think i, I did yeah 30 right, yeah yeah, yeah 30 dollars retail puzzle solving codex coin you know it's we yeah really gotten into talking about it yet we'll talk about it we'll talk more about it later yeah but yeah. um but i just want to give people an update on that um yeah so but that's getting back in sort of a general sense chris one of the things that we we did with that coin which uh you guys were tremendous uh you and the and chad and derek and all the rest of them that worked on that coin and that is and something i know i you know was i kind of just you know directed this far as communicating to the right people about it but um kind of let people know about the fact that not to get discouraged if when they design a coin it's not quite what it you what they want it to be there's several stages of a coins make until it's actually in your hand right um so talk a little bit if you would please about giving people the right perspective on how the process works and how to not be discouraged if because i know you will do you'll if you bring on a client you're going to work with them because you're great at this you will work with them until they're happy you are happy with your side of your side of the process you're happy with they're happy with their side of the process and then you can sort of get we, you know, because we did this proof of the coin and when we got it, I sent, you know, I sent one to you and I, because we got, I think we had five of them. I sent one to you and to the rest of the team. And as, as the team sort of started to look at it and work on it, it wasn't right. I was like, oh, great. What are we going to do now? But kind of walk, kind of walk people through what can happen and, and how to not panic. I guess don't, don't push the panic button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I love the the term Jesse used uh, on that last show with Ryan. So like how many people just get, you know, just get out of the fire before I'm in too deep. Um, the, the idea is that um, if you have a clear idea, number one is, is getting, getting it to sort of that physical sense where you have it and you're looking at it in hand. I think a big part of that is, like you said, doing this in stages. So mm -hmm. in, in getting a coin made, there's really three distinct stages. And we didn't, we talked to just really briefly the very first time we talked about coins, but yeah. it comes down to, you have to have a good solid design and you have to have that sort of locked in and you have to have a good clear idea of, is that design feasible? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like stage one. And then you go and you make that sample, you make a deposit, and it's not a lot of money, you know, it's, you make, you know, just enough to cover the dies being cut and the work being done by the mint to actually make some physical coins and send them to you. And that's sort of stage two. So 
you know, you get the design and you get those dies and you've kind of made a small investment in time and money to get that far, but you have not, you haven't paid the lion's share, which is main production. So you, you don't have to be all in and there, it's not like once you go down this, you're committed no matter what. I've had people do coins that I thought were fantastic. I thought like this guy is going to go all, all the way through with this coin. It's actually on the floor here. Um, mm -hmm. He made a coin that I thought was a brilliant concept. Right. And he looked at it, he's like, yeah, I just didn't love it. And, you know, and he bailed and we did a different design, but that's right. very rare. I think one time in 15 years. So right. it gives you an idea or 17 years that gives you an idea sure. of how often it happens. There's, but we have had to redo dyes on a number of times. Mm -hmm. um, right. And, and particularly for colors. So what happens is, oh, um, yeah, colors, yeah, yeah, because we'll get like, people are like, well, you know, I have a good idea. I've done this enough time. I have a good idea of what a coin will look like. And I will try to give you a sort of airbrushed Photoshop version of what that coin will look like before you ever sort of pull the trigger on getting a sample made. Right. And then reality hits and everything takes a step to the left. And so now <laughs> you've got to deal with how that happened. And so, um, and I'm going through that right now. I've been, I've been through this hundreds and hundreds of times with people and I've helped them through it. I'm going through it again, making my own personal. And I just got yeah. samples back last week and I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, well, I mean, it's just not where I want it to be. I've got some changes mm -hmm. to make. And right. mostly it was color. So what happened is I had 3D and with 3D, the coin is unique. Your shape is unique. Your design has never been done before. So when they go to polish that, everything changes. Mm, right. They go to polish that, like, you know, kind of what you think it's going to do. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. I had some part of that level of that you know, of the artwork on there that was raised up enough that the polish kind of got burnished away. The antique oh, got burnished wow. away. So now okay. the metal is lighter than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And the recessed parts, maybe those are darker than I thought it was going to be. Maybe I, maybe, you know, this is why we sample several different metals to see what's going to work best for your design. And right. in this case, I looked at it and I'm like, I love the metal and it was all my enamel choices were wrong. All oh, my, wow. or not my enamel choices, rather the, my color choices for enamel were wrong. Oh, okay. And not whether and it was hard so, or soft, but it was more color than it was right. hard or soft. It was, yeah, I, because the coin was lighter than I thought it would be in some spots and darker than I thought it would be in other spots. The color choices I made now have to be adjusted. They have to go up a little bit and down a little bit to match the places where they're going to be. And so mm -hmm. I, I, you know, of the three different versions and the 10 different colors, I changed nine of them. You know, and that's what right. it takes to get it right. You know, you have to jump through that step. But it's why I say you have to have that sample in hand, that tactile feeling where the coin is in hand and you're looking at it and you're like, this doesn't feel right or this feels great. Or I thought it would look great, but now that I'm looking at the color, I'm not so sure. Right. Jesse pointed out something really great the other, um, the last show too about um, PMS colors. Jesse will um, do that. And so. It's one of those things, like you said, like not everyone has access to this book and not a lot of people are going to go buy this $200 book to find out if their colors are right. Right. But almost everybody, and this is a really old one. I use it for quick, quick, uh, <laughs> for quick, for a uh, quick uh, reference. Yeah. Just because I've memorized most of these numbers or colors at this point, but <laughs> there's, cool. it's like paint chips on the, on the wall. What it happens is... is you get into it and you think it's going to look a specific way. And then you realize, oh, copper is kind of a pink color. 
And sure. so when I put that green color on there, I thought it was going to work great. But now that I'm looking at it, you're like, oh, that's that really clashes. That's that's rough. Yeah. But um, almost everybody, you know, lives by some and or fashion or like there's an advertising agency. There's a printing place nearby. There's somebody right. who does vinyl graphics on cars. There's just, there's a, there's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses and hundreds of business types that have access to these books and they have them. And right. most of those people are, you know, they're nerdy artists like me and they're excited to talk about colors. If you're asked, if you go by and say, Hey, can I just take a quick look at your book? I yeah. want to see these colors and you could actually, you know, you can actually ask them, Hey, can I just, and write down those numbers? Because what happens is we're looking at a computer. Your monitor, if you ever notice, when you turn it off, it turns black. Mm -hmm. So you have black glass that's being projected. Light is being projected on it from behind, like, a, mm -hmm. like the old projector in the classroom. Right. And it's RGB. It's red, green, and blue that's being sure. projected onto the glass. It creates the image we see. Right. The color we see looks a very specific way, but only when it's on the monitor. And the second you try to print it on a piece of paper, you're like, wow, that didn't look like it looked like on my computer. Well, that's because... Mm -hmm your printer isn't using the same technology the printer is using what they call cmyk with cyan magenta yellow and black right. and it's adding it's adding color to like a white base so it's going in completely opposite direction a lot of times we'll get people get like especially on path tags people get a blueprint back they're like wow this it all looks like pastel i'm really not happy with the way this looks right. so, well that's because what you're looking at isn't rgb it's not built for your monitor anymore now it's built for making in the real world real coin and so path yeah go find like you said if you if you can get access to that book like you know, like just said you know that those color choices it's important you get it right go find someone with the book just ask to if you could look at it you know if if someone says no just ask someone else there's before long you'll find someone else to be like oh yeah you know sure take I a look that. at mine i have other, other artists who are like hey i'm not you know i'm out of my area can i look at your book for a minute yeah swing by you know cool. it's not it's no problem yeah and People are excited that you're excited about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Lori mentioned that. Uh, she did my coin. I chose a color that when I saw the sample, it wasn't what I thought. I had to change my color two or three times until I found the right color. So she can yeah. she can uh, testify to that. Yeah, and, um, I, and I get that. It's, it's a little daunting, I think. But I think mostly we're afraid to ask. It's kind of like you always, you know, everyone's always be the first person. They're like afraid to be the first person to raise their hand and say, I have a question. Yeah, you know, if exactly. someone else asks first, then you don't feel so bad. But sometimes you just like, this is your thing. And if it's important to you, don't be afraid. Ask, yeah, you know, find absolutely. someone who can help you with, you know, help you with that. You yeah. Know? And it's a small thing, but it's great. Um, it's a good way. The key theme then is patience. You have to have a lot of patience when you're going through those, the, the three right. main steps. And yeah. when you're, if you're going to design something, you're going to put in the effort to do this. Take your time and get it done right. Don't be trying to rush right. through. Don't wait till the last minute. Yeah, take yeah. take your time because it's something that you're going to keep potentially forever. Yeah. yeah. I've had um, coins go from beginning to finished in hand in six weeks. That was a long time ago, but it, you know, it can possibly happen. And I've had 14 months. So yeah. you have to be realistic about when you want to do it. So like I'm working on event coins for middle of summer next year. I'm working on them this week. I just yeah. finished two new designs, you know, on uh, Wednesday and Friday. 
So this particular week, I'm working on three coins, um, one for one that's going to be in Helsinki and two that are at Midwest Geobash. Midwest, yeah. And so, and a couple personals that are being worked on. So yeah, yeah, you got to have, have a little, have a little bit of patience. Um, Also remember that having that patience also helps your pocketbook because when you're taking this in those three steps, you can just put a little bit into getting your design done and making sure it's perfect and being happy with that. And then when you're ready, you can go ahead and get a sample made. Once they yeah. make those samples and you've paid your die fee, and, and it could be anywhere from a couple hundred dollars to $300 total. Yeah. But you get the die fee and you get those samples in hand, that kind of changes everything. But what's really important is those dies, once they're made, they're going to hang around for like three years. You've got yeah. plenty of time to figure out exactly what you want, how many you want to do it. You've got time and you haven't invested a huge amount of money to get that far. Right. So you've got some, you've got, you know, time on your hands. So I've had people that, you know, they came up, they wanted to design it one year and the next year we're going to do dies. Okay. Right. No problem. So I'll help you when you're ready. I'll help you go to that next stage. Cause they're right. like, right. I'm using, I'm using my tax return, you know, to do it. So this year I'm doing design next year. I'm doing my dies next year after that. I'm going to take what's left. I'm going to produce some coins. That's smart. great. For, good for you. I mean, you're thinking it through, you're taking your time and you're doing it right. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have to jump all in. Yeah. I wanted to ask you real quick for we're, kind of, we're getting kind of sore toward the end of the um, uh, end of the show, but I wanted to, I, I was wondering from your, you know, cause you, you're, you really get to see a lot of these and you, the ones that you don't design, you still end up seeing a lot of them. Cause like I showed you, um, I showed you the one from San Antonio, but you know, you didn't right. design it, but right. we talked about it. So you could kind of, I mean, it's it's very heavy in a way, but it's it's kind of a cool. The, the, this is the pink one, but there's some other ones that came out. But what what are you seeing overall? I know it's kind of hard to generalize, but what are you seeing currently? Are is the trend with geocoins? Are we trying to do stuff like this, which isn't? It's it's a particular. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's, it was hot a couple of years ago. It's not as this. far as the ideas for sort yeah. of doing these like 3D sort of figuring pieces. Yeah. I've seen that has kind of like come off a little bit okay. because, but what I've seen on the rise, which I really kind of love is I'm seeing smart designs. Okay. So these are designs that like fit a function and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like, um, it doesn't have to be a game piece or decoder, but like pieces that are designed more cleverly. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at the here, you know, here's the box of tools that we have. How do we do this and make it smarter? So um, like someone says, I want to make a coin that has glow on it. Okay. Why? Oh, just because glow is cool. Okay, fine. But why? You know, like, what's the point? Does the glow have a purpose? Does the, in your theme, in your coin, or are you just right. doing it because you want to see something glow in the dark? And right. so, you know, every once in a while you have that opportunity. So this is one I did a short time ago that was, you know, it's, um, oh yeah, if we can get it, it's the night cashing coin. And the idea was, Mm yeah, the idea was the glow on the, on both the, uh, firefly and on the helmets and the Mm -hmm. fireflies in the background, those all glow in the dark so that it doesn't just glow, but it serves a purpose within the design. Right. Um, one of my favorites is from 2017. I don't think I've ever, I don't, think I've met this person, um, bike and seek did a coin and this is brilliant. He did, he's, he's a biking cashier. 
Right. And he did the actual sprocket with the pedal that actually turns. Oh, wow. Very and it cool. turns on. So his, <laughs> no, cool. you know, his name is that main piece. So you've got yeah. the sprocket that turns. But also yeah. this piece actually will pedal around. Oh, nice. Try to do this yeah. backwards in front of a camera. But <laughs> it's okay. the idea is that it will turn and the pedal turns with it. And I saw this and I'm like, this is not a super big coin. It's not right. super complicated. But the idea is brilliant for what he's doing. And it had a very specific purpose. And I'm like, that's the kind of stuff I, I see that. And I'm like, all right, that's that kind of stuff inspires me. I see people doing something where it's it's really clever. So, yeah. And I think clever is is, is underrated. Uh, you know, the longer exactly. you think about a project, the more people you work with. My wife, you know, we I have a conversation with her last week and she's like, how do you come up with all these ideas? I said, Mostly I don't. Mostly it's me and somebody else kicking around ideas and they're thinking about one thing and I'm thinking about another thing and you kind of meet in the middle and you're like, oh, well, what if I take, you know, mm -hmm. if, well, what if I take your peanut butter and I stick my chocolate and oh, wait a minute, well, now know? we've got Reese's peanut butter cups, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, that really is how it works. You're sharing ideas. Absolutely. And, that, and that's part it, of, again, another part of the magic of coins is it, this it can sort come of, out. Tremendous. Yeah. Sorry. I, sorry to rip. Uh, I was oh, yeah. Say, that's, that's brilliant. That's this, another good example of it. This is a great example. We wanted a pink Cadillac last year, and you're like, hey, what if we put signal in the Cadillac? It were like, and he's playing, and somebody said, playing guitar. You're like, I think we can pull that off. <laughs> and uh, I think this is the, the, it's, uh, and I'll, uh, about having signal on a coin, you got to be careful. You have to get permission. Right. Um, I think this is the only coin I know of, Christian. There probably is others, but the only one I know of. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't see the back of Signal very often. You don't. This, I, I'll this, tell you what: doing the front and back simultaneously on a Cadillac and making the perspective look correct, yes, from like a sort of like a worm's eye view was yes. really that was probably ninety percent of the work on that coin. But I had a blast doing it. It was so much fun. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Everything is perfect. I mean, you love, you know, it's not necessarily, like you said, you had to get the fins just right. You had to get the headlights, the the items in the back. And then in, on the front, that is a work, you know, that is the the actual uh, Tennessee license plate design. It's got the GC code from the from the Mega. But it's, you know, and you got the, the, the tires are correct. I mean, the headlights, I mean, it was just really really cool and we had to get permission to to make signals signal right. blowing in the wind which you can do you just have to get permission from G yeah, but hq that's a great example though when um when you proposed the idea we started talking about it and someone's and i said oh like this and they're like no that's the wrong year and i'm like oh okay so i like searched through and i found a different picture of yeah. the cadillac and i'm like and there's like well that's the right you know that's the right year but it has yeah. the wrong trim on it or something like all right so let's find another picture and Ooh, so we'll find it then we got that right. And then, you know, we throw that at Annie at HQ and she's like, oh, yep. yeah, we can do that. But can you, you know, can we yeah. get that R in there somewhere? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. And so the yep. collaborating of, of multiple minds is fantastic. It actually makes the project more enjoyable and you usually end up with better results. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be afraid to share your ideas with someone. I mean, you're going to surprise a lot of people, but don't be afraid to knock around some ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can get permission. I, I that's the thing to remind people is that 
it's not that you're going to get denied every time because you won't. You just have to make sure you get it right. right. And you may have to go through a couple iterations like we did to make sure that we had, you know, the back of signal, like how do you do his stripes just perfectly? And mm -hmm. that was something we had to make sure and get done. So, all right, yeah. cool. Um, all right, let's go, let's go around the room and, and give final thoughts tonight. Um, and uh, I'll start and I'll go to Jesse and then we'll let, we'll let our guest uh, wrap up uh, tonight. But um, uh, it's fascinating. Again, Chris, thank you so much for being on. Sure. Uh, we'd love to have you on and love talking coins because even though I'm not probably the uh, obsessed that just aren't the obsessed out there, but we, we both appreciate them uh, yeah, yeah. immensely. And I appreciate your work and I appreciate all the people's works, works that have created uh, coins over the years. And I have, um, I have several in my small collection, but they are exactly what you're talking about, Chris. And when I look at the coin, it brings back so many good memories of, you know, that's the kind of coin I like. I like the coin. Uh, I always meant, you know, people get tired of me mentioning, it, but I always loved the Colorado coin because 14 er was my first mega that I went to. I got to hang out with, with Jesse and, and Christy. And I got to, I get to meet Joshua for the first time. You know, the, the, the memories flood back when I see that coin. So again, mm -hmm. thank you so much for the memory that, that you created. That you were at the 14th? No, I was no, or no uh, Woodstock. Woodstock. Was Woodstock. Yeah. Woodstock. Yeah, okay. That was a Woodstock. Um, so Jesse, your thoughts as we wrap Yeah, up. so pretty much the same thing as Chris has been kind of highlighting. I would say, um, you know, we're talking about the big process of the whole thing, and we could talk for hours and hours, and we, we already ran late tonight just talking about it, didn't even scratch the surface, but um I, I would remind people like again like chris highlighted be patient as you're going through the steps be patient and the more time you give yourself the more uh latitude you give yourself you have more time for creativity you can bounce it off other people and you can really end up with a final product that you're truly happy with and proud of and you know it's it's substantial time and money that you're putting into this and you can have it forever so take the time to do it right and and it's worth the effort then at the end. And, and you'll be glad that you did that. Yeah. I think, um, I think one of those things, like when it comes to personal coins, I found fascinating is I've never seen someone go through the process and not be a completely different person after it because mm -hmm. they get an appreciation of something you, you have sort of, you know, in, within caching, there are smaller and smaller groups where you've do collectively done things that no one else has done. This right. is one of those things. When you finish a coin, when you have your own personal coin, you sort of like, you elevate to a different sort of tighter group of people that have a whole nother appreciation for what it takes to do it. You see things differently. And I've been doing this since 2005. I think it was the first time I designed a coin. Uh, the UO mm -hmm. trackers, I think was the first time I just helped someone design their coin. I've never seen someone look back and say, man, I wish I never spent the time and money to make a coin. I've never seen that happen. Most times I see people have barely gotten the first coin in hand and they started trading and making those new connections within the community. And they're already thinking about the next coin. Oh, wow. And there are so many advantages. And we could spend an entire show just talking about the advantages of having a coin. Mm -hmm. we'll do that. You kind of love <laughs> being in caching 
because you're part of this tight knit community within that community, there are other tight knit communities that are even tighter. And those right. friendships that you gain, they're, they're people that change your life. You'll go places that you never thought you'd go. You'll do things you never thought you did. And you'll have a coin that reminds you of each step of that way. And it will right. change you. And it's always, always in my experience, and everyone I've ever talked to about who's gone through that experience with me, they've, they're, they feel better and tighter and a more a part of the community than ever before. Wow. It's, you just reach a whole new level. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, thank you. Thanks to everybody uh, who was, uh, was with us tonight. One other quick note I was going to mention too is next year's GeoCoin Fest uh, will be in Daytona Beach, so not too far from you, Jesse. Nice. Uh, that'll be where Coin Fest is next year. So uh, we always recommend going to Megas uh, and definitely go there and check out coins and uh, you know just stay tuned here as we periodically will we periodically mention coins because we love them and. Uh, uh, you know, we'll, we will get you the information soon. Stay tuned on how you can get the coins for kids, uh, coins and the proceeds will go to St. Jude. We're trying to raise 12,000 this year, Jesse, we've moved the, the bar keeps going up. So, uh, you know, where that'll put us for the complete time, right? Uh, we're going to be at over 43. We'll be getting close to 45,000, I think, if we go over 12, right? Well, maybe even right? higher than that. We'll have to see. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. We'll have to see. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll be knocking on 50,000's door before too long. We will be. And um, already got a, a, a incredible lineup. We're going to share that one evening. Uh, we'll do like we did last year. We'll probably have Joshua on and we'll sort of give the lineup. Joshua is, he really, he, he got, he, uh, he was uh, he got really uh, tickled by the fact that I cre I, I said we should do a show. I'm sure Jesse thought I was insane, but I said, let's do a side show just telling people who's going to be on podcast to hope because it's like you're the only show that would ever have a show about an upcoming <laughs> show. You know? So anyway, uh, we'll do that because we've got some great guests lined yeah. up. It'll be a good crazy it's gonna be a crazy night again but anyway december 3rd and again thanks everybody and we will see you guys uh next sunday night will be a gadget talk so the gadget guys i got to hang out with them this past weekend and uh, they'll have something very cool for us to to talk about so uh again uh thank you guys and we'll see you soon good night thank you Finds be many and your DNFs be few. May the terrain and difficulty both be less than two. And whatever it is you're looking for, may it find its way to you. And may we all. Meet again.
Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching.